guys, it is December. It's Christmas time. I'm so ecstatic. I mean, I had my tree up since mid-November, but I don't give a damn. Christmas is my favorite time of year. Honestly, it's the best. I just, there's so much joy around. Yes, work and life can be so full and draining, but oh, just Christmas. It's so good. I really want a white Christmas one year because in Australia, it is so hot and normally you just go to the beach for Christmas, but we'll just see. Anyways, today's episode is all about getting a grip on your emotions. So we're talking frustration, anger, stress, heartbreak, annoyance, you know, the whole shebang, right? Fact is, no matter where you're at, you've got more to say in your emotions than you probably realize, right? Sure, some things are out of your hands, like what? people do to you or what certain situations you're in or that occur, but how you process stuff, how you perceive things and how you react, that is 1000% on you. Now, I'm not saying that you'll never experience pain, right? I've said this before, pain is inevitable, but how you process, how you suffer, how long it takes you to process something, um, how long you are angry, that is within your control. It's not a quick fix, like flicking on a switch, right? It's more like practice than training. So with time, you become a pro at keeping your own emotions in check when you're faced with such challenges. And like, don't get it all twisted. I'm not telling you to be some fucking emotionless robot. No, that's not what it's about. It's about not letting stuff mess with your vibe as much. I hope that's a better way of saying it for you. It's about bouncing back quicker when life throws you all these curveballs and not letting things ruin your whole day, your week, or even your year. Yeah, you get me? So emotions still hit. Don't get me wrong. But it's what you do with them. That's what matters. So when things are good, you want to learn to kind of expand that good, right? And then when they're negative, you want to kind of learn how to wrap it all up as quickly as possible, deal with it, and just move on, right? Shut things down and move on. Let's just get into it because I'm just going to keep rambling. <laughs> so life, right, throws you some serious curveballs. People do and say things, unfair stuff happens, and it's just, it's this feeling of downright wrong, okay? Whether you're dealing with something hurtful or witnessing an action that goes against your values, it can be a real punch in the gut, yeah? So you want to stand up for yourself or others, but sometimes it feels like you're just stuck in this powerless mode. It messes with your day, your mood, and can totally throw off your progress of your self-growth in your relationships or your career, yeah? So just picture this. You're putting in all this effort on your self-love, your relationships, and your career, and out of nowhere, someone just has the audacity to comment about your looks or a client unexpectedly you know, is dissatisfied with your project, right? And then you start to ask yourself, why bother? Why put in all this effort? Is it even worth it? And then you can cue that downward spiral. Am I right? So that's what I want to help you with today. I want to give you practical strategies that work in every area of your life. Because all too often we feel like we're at the mercy of the situation, right? That feeling of being stuck in something beyond our control 
is a major source of our suffering. And that's where anxiety also creeps in, you know, that gap between where you are and where you think you should be. So let's tackle all of this shit head on. So when things are seriously frustrating or unfair, it's like, this is not how it's supposed to be, you know, that feeling. That's when anxiety, pain and suffering start hanging out all at once. So we feel powerless, like we're on a roller coaster without a seatbelt. Yeah. But here's the thing. Maybe it's not that you're incapable, but you haven't quite mastered the art of that self-control. So perhaps you haven't practiced it enough to whip it out when you really need it in those times. So handling the little annoyances might be a piece of cake. Like, oh, you know, I can totally brush that off. No, it's no biggie. Yeah. But when it blows up into a major issue, everything seems to fall apart and you're left feeling like, what the fuck just happened? The trick here is knowing that your past battles do not make you a lost cause. Just because you've been down in the dumps before doesn't mean that you can't turn things around and you can't turn the situation around. Maybe you just need to beef up those skills a little bit. Everyone, and I mean everyone, can level up their emotional control game 100%. It's all about building those skills. So we often hand over our power by blaming others and for how we feel, like saying, you know, they made us angry, happy, or, you know, bummed out. Life throws some serious curveballs our ways. And sure, we're not emotional robots, breakups, lies, accidents, you know, losing your job or getting ghosted can be such a sting and punch in the gut. But putting the blame on someone else for how we feel is giving them way too much power, credit, control, whatever you, however you think of it. If someone else's actions mess with your emotions, it's like handing them the key to your emotional kingdom. And that's just not cool. That's not what we're here for. External stuff can definitely kick off pain and make you feel, you know, crappy. But it's so, so important to stand your ground and say, I won't let this ruin my life. Yeah, you can feel sad, go through the motions and deal with things, but letting someone else be the boss of your ongoing misery is totally your call, okay? So stop giving them too much credit, seriously, all right? Instead, ask yourself, how am I going to handle this? Healing, dealing with stuff and feeling sad are all part of the game here. But deciding to keep the suffering going, that is totally up to you as well. Just remember, suffering is a choice, right? Different. It's completely different from feeling pain. And the Dalai Lama, my favorite quote, okay? Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Just remember that. No one else can force you into a long-term suffering. Only you hold that power. So once you really get a hang of that, you take back your control because suffering comes from inside you and no one can force it onto you. It's all on you. A personal decision if you want to keep that cycle going or not. So today, I really want to go into two topics here. First thing I want to, let's figure out how to take the edge off when stuff really hits our emotions, right? It's cool to have that initial reaction, but what we're really after is keeping the impact from sticking around for way too long than necessary. The second thing I really want to talk about today is 
I really want us to aim to become more of masters at intercepting those emotional triggers and getting back to our chill, zen state of mind, ASAP, when life is throwing us these curveballs. So basically today, I really want to tackle both long-term and short-term game of being an emotional pro. And I think I've got about 10 points that I really want to talk to you about. They're only quick ones, so because I don't want this episode to go on for hours. But here's the big reminder for you right now. You and your thoughts aren't attached at the hip. You are not your thoughts, right? I heard, I'm pretty sure you would have heard that before. So even if someone told you this before, it is so worth repeating this to you now. You've got some control over how your thoughts run the show, right? Do not let them take over and mess with your emotion or your day or your life. That's the big thing here. So have you ever noticed how some people can get all worked up about something while the person next to them is just totally fine, unbothered, chilled? Well, that's the difference. Usually it boils down to whether they choose to let it get to them, obsess over it, or they just brush it off, right? It's all about realizing that you can take charge of how your thoughts run the show. You can be the one driving and or you can let them drive you nuts, yeah? So thoughts are a bit like waves, you know, they roll in and they roll out. The key is to understand that nothing stays super intense forever. Your brain cannot keep the emotions cranked up at such a high level frequency for for too long. Sure, you're going to ride some waves of pain. That's a given. But it's so important to grab those moments when those things calm down a bit, right? That's when you can make a positive shift, gradually turning the volume of those emotional waves down. So even in seriously tough times like heartbreak, the intensity goes up and down, up and down, right? There are these breaks in the emotional roller coaster where you can catch your breath. That's what I'm kind of getting at with all of this. So anyways, let's just get into these 10 points, all right? First thing, Get that life's going to throw stuff your way that may that might make you feel some kind of way. Yeah, it's not about living in a con- on a constant edge, waiting for you know the next drama bomb to drop and the worst thing to happen. It's more like accepting that clashes and not so nice comments will roll in from time to time. So when someone loses it or drops a hurtful comment. The trick is to clock that, that it's just a part of the deal. And that's just what happens in life. No need to be all shocked like, whoa, where did this come from? Instead, know that these situations are going to pop up, right? Not just in your life, but everywhere. These things happen in life. And once you recognize that, you cannot control how other people react, feel, you know, present themselves. Know that that is just a part of everyday life and you need to be aware of that. Now, number two, tune into your thoughts and break down how your brain works. Like this is just like having a super power for staying in the moment and bouncing back from those emotional roller coasters quicker. So actually Eckhart Tolle, I think that's how you say it. I've probably butchered the name, but he is all about this. So saying it's like watching yourself think. The game plan is to catch those thoughts as they pop up because emotions tag along with thoughts pretty much instantly. Now, to get a hang of this, especially before things get too crazy or wild, throw some meditation into your routine. You don't have to go full Zen master on with all of this. 
even just a short chilled session does the trick. All right. The key is to give yourself a breather. Let your mind relax and not get too tangled up in your thoughts, right? Some people might wonder if a quick meditation actually does anything. Like, is this actually working? But trust me, anytime that you spend mellowing, that is gold. Meditation, it helps you tap into that constant thought stream in your mind. Even if it's just like for 10 minutes or if you're new to it, start with two Work your way up to five. So it's where your thoughts just won't shut up in those moments. So it's like hitting the jackpot for understanding your mind. Here's the thing though. When you make meditation a daily thing, whether it feels like a good or a bad session, the perks stick around with it. The trick is to get in the groove of watching yourself think, knowing that thoughts roll in before feelings. Even if you spot the next thought coming, and be aware of the process, then you start cooling off emotionally, finding some Zen vibes in the middle of your thoughts. And that's really what you want to learn to do. All right, let's get into number three. You've got the power to keep your emotions in check, even if everyone else around you is riding that emotional roller coaster. Um, Unless, of course, you're cool with letting their vibes mess with yours or you're still trying to figure out how to keep it all separate. But when someone's all angry or aggressive, your gut might say fight back or react. But here's the thing. You don't have to copy their emotional playlist. You don't have to copy their emotion. So when they're giving you anger, you don't have to give that back. Their feelings are theirs. It's not you. It's not on you to be their emotional DJ, right? Sometimes we mistakenly take on this role of trying to calm them down or put them in their place. But guess what? Not your circus, not your monkeys. But here's like the thing here with all of this. You've got to distinguish, right? Recognizing someone's feelings from feeling like you've got to match their feelings. So if someone is all fired up, you don't need to throw any anger back at them. Same thing goes if they're being rude and throwing shade. You don't have to stoop down to their level. So when someone's dishing out anger or frustration, they're basically giving you a sneak peek into their inner chaos. That is your cue to decide how you want to roll. All right. So reacting to someone's emotions is like saying, oh, I'm hopping on that emotional bandwagon because I feel like I feel the same way. But guess what? You don't have to ride that same emotional roller coaster. You've got the power to step back and watch without getting all caught up in the feelings. So when someone is tossing around anger, it might not just be about what's happening right now in the moment. It could be coming from deeper stuff, you know, like feeling abandoned, uh, scared, hurt, rejected, you know, just some plain misunderstanding within themselves or around them so instead of firing back with more emotion just take a second to watch and observe you do not need to come back with clever comebacks or you know get into a showdown with them just observe the trick is to help like this trick will help you see that the person's dealing with something heavy inside right? It changes the game from feeling attacked to understanding their struggles. Most of the time, it's a good call not to match their emotions unless we're, you know, talking about love, then, you know, fucking match away. Now, number four, this whole air quotation 
fucking trigger word, right? It's blowing up lately. I mean, it's fucking everywhere. People are like, oh, that triggered me. You're triggering me. Trigger, trigger, trigger. Can we just chill a bit on the whole trigger talk? Yeah, it's legit in certain situations, like if you're dealing with deep fears, PTSD, and some stuff like that. But if we're tossing around the word trigger like it's fucking confetti, it's kind of it kind of makes it seem like we're losing control. Always thinking that we can be triggered by anything and everything, right? That just isn't the healthiest mindset to have unless you have a real reason for it. So let's get clear on when it actually makes sense to throw around the term trigger. If you're be if you've been in, you know, a car crash recently and suddenly feel that fear again in similar situations, yeah, that's a legit trigger. But saying someone was rude, so I fired back, I was triggered, doesn't quite cut it for me. Sounds more like an excuse for not keeping a grip on your emotions. If you're cool with every little thing outside controlling how you feel, then sure, toss around the fucking word trigger like it's seasoning. But if you're aiming for more control over your emotions, maybe think twice about how often you are using the T word. Your self-talk matters and paying attention to what you're telling yourself is the key here. You don't have to be triggered unless it's a legit response to something seriously intense, you know, some seriously intense emotional experience that you've been through, okay? All right, we are smashing through these. Told you they're not long. Number five, start making it a habit to ask yourself, is it really worth diving into this situation or dealing with these certain people? Always remember that you have every right to stand up for yourself and others when it's necessary. It's important to call out offensive behaviors or shut down inappropriate remarks 100%. But here's the thing. There's a fine line. Some people might want to, that you might want to confront might not be into hearing your side or just won't care about what you have to say. They could keep tossing around negativity your way while sticking up for yourself is so important. There comes a point where you've just got to kind of like weigh up the costs of it. So think about how much it will drain you emotionally to have one chat with this person who might not be open to it. So consider if it's really worth firing back at some snarky comments. And if it is, then what are you going to pay for it? Sure, you've got the right to bail on any interaction that's messing with your head and your mental state. So consider the emotional and energy toll of dealing with someone who's out to get a raise out of you, yeah? Someone who wants a reaction, right? Is it really worth the hassle? And what's going to happen if you dive into that? If there's a risk of getting all emotionally twisted up, you know, or spiraling into negativity by dealing with them, then it's important to weigh up those pros and cons. All right. I'm all for defending yourself and others. That's so cool without a doubt. But there are times when hitting the eject button is the way to go. That's, that's the best thing for you. You've always got the right to protect your mental health in any situation. So keep asking yourself, how much is it really worth? And what's the price tag on it? Right. This habit of looking inwards helps you make smarter choices about when to get in the mix and when to keep that well-being on lockdown. Yeah. Okay. Number six, 
take a second to look back at some of your past stuff. And this kind of actually connects with what we were just chatting about. Think about times in the past that have brought up these same emotions, vibes, you know, the pain, self-doubt, getting all defensive or feeling offended. Dive into how those negative thought spirals went down. Find the patterns, especially if dealing with certain people or situations always seem to stir up those emotions, right? Like, for example, you've got this ongoing thing with a distant relative. Every time you chat, it's like a recipe for bad vibes. It's key to break it down. What words or topics get those feelings cooking? So once you've cracked that pattern, you're essentially in the driver's seat. And now you get to decide if it's even worth diving into a conversation that keeps dragging you down into that discomfort zone. So if there's a like if there's this person in your extended family who's always managing to push your buttons, take a closer peek at what is actually setting you off. Because knowing this stuff lets you make smarter choices. Maybe you figure out that some talks never really get resolved and are more like or more about stirring the pot than having a decent debate or conversation with you. So once you spot the pattern. You then have the power to step back from those toxic conversations. So even if they call you out for avoiding it, knowing the pattern means that you can decide not to jump into that mess. And remember, you do not have to get into talks that are hurtful, rude, or just meant to get a rise out of you. Yeah, no matter the relationship, I don't give a fuck who they are. Your well-being comes first. 100% of the time. Once you've clocked that pattern, you can confidently shut it down and not let it run on repeat. Number seven, real talk. Getting everyone to switch up their perspectives, be more accepting, you know, less judgy or just plain kinder is like trying to herd cats. Ideally, you can be the cool influence that, you know, inspires people to level up, you know, lead by example and all that shit. But straight up trying to change someone's mindset, especially when they're all fucking negative, usually doesn't cut it, doesn't do the trick. People tend to shift when they're feeling inspired or impacted positively, but not so much during those heated debates. So here's the thing. Think about whether spending a ton of time and energy trying to tweak someone's views is really worth it. Successfully pulling off a mind-changing mission is pretty rare, and it's not just about anger or rudeness. Right, Even trying to nudge someone into a healthier lifestyle and habit is an uphill battle. You can't make them change. You can only be a source of inspiration. So once you really understand and get that, it's not just a head thing, but a deep down in your soul thing, you'll find yourself less tied up in knots about how these talks turn out. Right, Understanding that no matter how much you care, you can't force someone to change and your role is more about offering inspiration. Right, That frees you from getting too worked up about the outcome. Sure, you can share information and resources, but the responsibility for change rests on that individual. Knowing this prevents you from laying on the blame tick onto yourself and avoid And it just avoids picking up someone else's actions, even if it's a bit of a bummer. 
Yeah. So recognizing that you're not in charge of their choices brings this kind of peace, right? Letting you ditch those unnecessary emotional burdens that you were probably carrying around because you love and care for this person. Okay, number eight. Are you stuck on the same loop, feeling like you're banging your head against a fucking wall and ending up frustrated every time? Yeah? If that's you, frustration, it kicks in when you're trying to move different, do different things, but nothing seems to click, right? It's like throwing mud at the fucking wall and nothing's sticking, right? It's totally normal to get annoyed when your bag of tricks isn't doing the trick. But here is the real talk here. Are you kind of adding more fuel to the frustration fire by sticking to the same routine and hoping for different results? Let's say you're trying to drag your partner into a workout with you, but it's like talking to a brick wall and it's driving you insane. It's driving you nuts. To dodge unnecessary frustration, step back and rethink your game plan, especially if you're stuck to the same old cycles again and again and again. If you notice that dealing with a specific person or situation always ends up in frustration, then you need to switch up your strategy. Think about your partner's reluctance to hit the gym or a family member going off the rails in a certain conversation. Accept it, right? Based on past going arounds, think things might not change, right? Now, you've got the choice to do something different, step back, or Come at it from a new angle, new perspective, new strategy. Don't waste your energy punching sand. By sticking to actions that always give you crummy results, if someone's proving they're not going to budge, clock that and decide if it's even worth the effort to keep trying. All right, moving on to number nine. Carving out some space and getting fresh perspective is like a secret weapon, especially when you're on that emotional roller coaster. So here's the thing. Whatever you zoom in on tends to blow up, right? And it's not just when you're all hyped up. Think about all the good times, all the good vibes that you have, like gratitude, appreciation, um, and love, right? When you really focus in on those, it's like hitting a laugh track on a hilarious moment. But here's the thing, the brain, it focus isn't just about those warm and fuzzy moments. When you're knee deep in those not so good feelings like um, anger, feeling attacked, being all defensive or nursing hurt, the same rule applies. The more you laser in on those emotions, trying to explain, defend or dissect the whole situation, the bigger they get in your head. It's like this mega emotion overload and suddenly you're stuck on this loop that makes you, like makes it really tough to think straight or find any kind of clarity. So let's talk about how to handle these these emotions. Your mission, break up the actions outside of what's going on inside, all right? It's like you have to step in really quick and put some space between the thing that's bugging you and how you're dealing with it. So just imagine it like this. You've got the event itself, and then it's how you're taking it in. Two separate things. Creating this mental gap helps you handle the situation like a champion. So let's get into some stuff that is tough to ignore, okay? So getting hit with the heartbreak, or stress of losing a job, or bills are piling up, right? I'm not brushing off how heavy those situations are. Imagine your best friend just went off at you um, and it's hitting you really hard in the feels, right? 
the emotional tie is what makes a roller coaster real. So when you clock a major event and feel yourself spiraling, you need to learn to hit the brakes. So I'm talking about just stopping for a second and taking some deep breaths, maybe 10 or heck, just even three will do. I won't push meditation on you because let's be real, trying to meditate when you're all worked up might not be the best thing when you're angry or frustrated. So just breathe. Give your brain a chance to catch up. Like here's an example. When you get that infuriating fucking text, right? Don't rush to fire back. Slam that phone down and toss it to the other side of the room and grab yourself a glass of water, right? It's a basic move, but it puts a good chunk of space between you and whatever's bugging you. So picture that. And if you're if you've been stuck in this back and forth email wall or text message wall, you need to ditch that screen and step outside of it for a bit, right? Some fresh air can do fucking wonders, right? Introducing this gap between you and the things that are getting under your skin is a game changer. I mean, have you ever seriously sat there and thought, oh man, I, re- I really wish I sent that furiating abusive text. I really missed out on feeling terrible about myself. No, because let's be honest, if after taking a moment to think and you're still dead set on sending that text message, then go for gold, right? But here's the golden rule here. You can never regret creating that distance. You can never feel bad about giving yourself a pause to think, right? People always say sleep on it, right? It's all about giving yourself a little bit of time. If even after talking yourself down, you still think that that first move is the right one, then knock yourself out. Go for fucking gold. But the key is to make that space for yourself. Here's the thing that I've been saying on repeat, and I won't beat around the bush here. If you're in the middle of a face-to-face showdown and things are getting too wild, it's totally okay to stand up and be real about it. Say something like, hold up, I need a timeout. I want to talk right now right? It's just too much though. I can't argue straight and I really want to. So I'm going to go take a breather, right? You need to step out of that chaos and give yourself that space. You owe it to yourself. The more you practice this move, it might not even mean leaving the room. You get good at recognizing when you need to create some headspace, right? Even when the drama is right in front of you. So watch it unfold without feeling that need to jump in with an instant reaction and give yourself a time to think and and respond with some smarts, yeah? So in that moment, your mental well-being takes the top spot. Nothing is more important. And if someone is pushing you to the edge, making you feel like you're losing it, Do yourself a fucking favor and step away, okay? Because reacting in a way that you think they deserve isn't the answer. At the end of the day, to some degree, and with a little bit of practice, we've got the reins on our emotions. So spotting, intercepting, and walking away, that there is the secret source. If the other person is losing their shit and not open to to your chat, then that is 100% on them. Your mental well-being is the VIP in this situation. Actually, it's the VIP in your life, okay? Now, here's the last one, number 10. Stay open-minded and chilled out on expecting everyone to talk and act like you, all right? So, Because let's be real, people are out there doing their own thing, reacting to life and handling 
others based on their own history, fucking beliefs, and, you know, what they think is right. Do not set the bar thinking that they'll react exactly how you would, right? Their journey is their own, and their moral compass might be cruising on a whole different wavelength to yours, especially if you've kind of noticed a pattern in how they roll and how they show up in their life. Don't hold your breath for a sudden change in their responses. You need to wrap your head around the fact that you won't always see eye to eye with everyone, right? People people have their own ways of expressing themselves, even if it feels like they're, you know, playing on an unfair ethical field at some point. You might run into people with views that make your blood fucking boil, like racists or homophobes. But Here's the thing. Don't let them hijack your experience. Recognize that they're not vibing with your values and that is a limit to how much you can do. So it can be super frustrating and spin you into a negative thought tornado. But like, here's the key. Don't let them take the wheel on your emotions. Understand that these people are not rocking the same values and morals as you. And there's only so much that you can pull off within yourself and only so much that you can control, right? Aim to be the best version of yourself. Lead by fucking example. But get real about the fact that trying to talk sense into someone who tosses around toxic fucking vibes is often a dead end. Focus on what's in your hands and move forward with that wisdom, all right? So let's break it down, right? Once you grab onto this idea, it is a game changer. Adjust your expectations, not for everyone, but for a chunk of people, right? Sure, there are genuinely awesome people out there, and when they prove it, go ahead, and set the bar high, especially with those tight-knit relationships where you've got some standards laid out. It's cool to expect certain behaviors from those people. But the real deal here is when you're dealing with people who toss around hurtful, racist, homophobic, or just plain disrespectful comments, vibes, way they hold themselves, whatever, It's smart to see it coming. Expect that behavior from them. It's like it's it's like either you get what you already knew was coming, no surprises, or every now and then you might get a positive shocker, right? Way better than crossing your fingers for a turnaround and then getting smacked with the reality of them sticking to their negative habits, yeah? So efficiency is the name of the game in emotional dealings with others. Don't hold out for actions or qualities from people who've never shown that they've got those skills. Stop putting yourself through the letdown of expecting good stuff from people who've been consistently pulling off fucking bad shit. If someone's been a repeat offender in an unfair, mean, or bully department, congrats, you've got your receipts. Choosing to believe otherwise is likely willingly, it's it's like willingly walking into vulnerability territory, even though you've got solid fucking proof that this person is riding the negative train. Got it? Let's keep it real. Once you've got that evidence in your fucking hand, do something about it. If they don't want to change, that is 100% on them, not your fucking problem. Your job, look out for your mental peace 
insanity. Take charge of your emotions by rolling with the tips that I've just given to you, all right? Make some space. Look at the situation in a new light and you'll start making strides. So the golden rule here is your main motive, gig, purpose is your mental health here. That's your priority. Say it every morning, especially if you're the type to catch a quick tempo or get really worked up easily. First thing, when you wake up, hit yourself with this line five times, right? My priority today, above all, is my mental peace. Say it five times. It's like priming yourself for the day ahead. So when you find yourself in a jam with someone who's riling you up and you're itching to react, flash back to the morning mantra. Say, I'm all about my mental peace today. And make the choice to step the fuck away, right? You're rolling through the day on a high note, soaking up the sun and everything will be a-okay. All right, guys, that's the episode for today. I hope you gained some insights and ways to help you take control of your emotions and your life and just respect your mental peace here. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please feel free to leave a rating, a review, you know, follow so you can keep up to date with all the episodes that I'm dropping because I'm currently doing two a week, big one and a mini one, you know, if it if it calls you to do so, do so. Um, share it if you feel like someone needs this tough love and no one's giving it to them as always. Have a good one and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.